Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty at a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle and I'm joined today by Aidan McDonald at Aidan C. McDonald. First things first, hope we all had a Merry Christmas and Santa was good to you all. Welcome back. Welcome back, Aidan. How are you? Do you have a good one, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Tony. Yeah, it was a good one with the family and that. How was yours? Yes, indeed. Quiet with the family, but yes, very good. Enjoyed it. Good to be back. Football never stops, as you can see. We're back. Let's hope everybody else is back. Thank you to everybody who's joining us on the briefing this morning, putting in comments already. But first things first, a few days left if you want to take advantage of the Merry Christmas or the festive deal that we've got going. You can have two deals and all you have to do is hit a button and subscribe to the Celtic Way to support top quality journalism. As you can see, running on the button, covering the club you love and you can have one of two deals. Subscribe for a pound and you can enjoy two months of full access to everything that's written on the website or you can have 25% off the yearly price which takes that down to 26 quid. All for the touch of a button and that button is hidden www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe now there you go something there for everybody Aiden. is there not on the website yeah it's a great deal and obviously as we, <coughs> when we do these promotions you have all sorts of different content and access in terms of tactics scouting interviews uh, big interviews obviously that you conduct yourself tony mm. other features features columnists such as kevin mckenna and that etc so yeah there's plenty of there for everyone excellent now, as you say, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you had a good one. Let's do it. Let's get back into it, Aidan. And since we've went away or gone, we've got the perfect Christmas present with three points against St. Johnston. Not only was it three points, Aidan, a great result, but a performance to match. 4-1, Celtic won on Saturday at Celtic Park against St. Johnston. Rio Hitati at the double and Kyogo at the double, Aidan. Four great goals. The only... Downside on that was David Turnbull sending off, but we'll maybe have a look at that. I'll talk about that in the fullness of time. But good result, Aidan. Good performance from cracking goals. Yeah, you know, it was a good way to kind of sign off before Christmas, really, Tony. It was a, it was a really good performance. Celtic were pretty dominant for the majority of it. The goals were good. I know they got a wee bit of luck with Hitati's first one with the deflection, but he had to be in the position and there was plenty of power in the strike, so that had its positives as well. We bit disappointing also. I know you mentioned the red card that we'll come on to, but to concede another goal as well, I thought would have been good to maybe try and keep a clean sheet. But four goals was positive, and uh, Hitati played really well, given that he was playing at right back, which I, I don't want to say it's out of position to an extent. It's out of a position in terms of his time at Celtic so far, but obviously we know he did play uh, a wee bit as a full back uh, before he came to Celtic at times. So, but it's obviously not something he's done for a wee while. So. I thought he was relatively accomplished in that. I'm sure if it was something that had to continue, he would have maybe tougher tests than he did at the weekend, but I thought he was quite solid, Tony. Yeah, is Joshua Biranovic going to get back in the side, Aidan? You know, with a performance like Hitati did put, put in on Saturday, and uh, Moy coming in as well and putting in a cracking performance. Competition for places there, but uh, whatever Andrew said after the Livingston game, it's clearly worked, Aidan, eh? Because even he was talking about those runs that people weren't making. My goodness, they were flooding the box, weren't they? Dying to get on to the end of stuff. Kyogo's two goals were an example of that. Even Matt O'Reilly missed a bit of a sitter, didn't he, with the cutback ball stuff like that? But 
no, it was a very encouraging performance again. It's kind of Celtic get back in the saddle, really, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and that was quite interesting to see. Also, two of the goals and a couple of chances coming from quick balls into the box, and players making the correct runs, even if the finish wasn't always the best. That is obviously something that Ange was hammering into them since the Livingston game. So mm-hmm. it's good to see that put into practice, and we know how an effective tactic that is for Celtic. How kind of effective it's been, I should say, since Ange came in, and to see Kyogo once again getting a couple of goals as a result of that was was good. Our reports of Kyogo's demise were greatly exaggerated. Eh? I mean, that's uh, was that fourteen for the season, I believe, in all competitions. Yeah, I think he might be the top goal scorer in uh, the league as well, Tony. So yes, not too bad. But two trademark Kyogo type goals. Get the ball out to the wingers, even if they get the ball in and it's banging the money, he'll be there, won't he? He will. He's shown that, and I think I'd mentioned uh, just when we were looking ahead to the St. Johnson game that. In terms of Andrew's comments about getting more bodies in the box, you know, more direct crosses, players timing their runs right. That was what Kyogo was all about when he first came to Celtic. I think the example I used was his hat-trick against Dundee right at the start of last season. How kind of two out of those three goals came from his quick movement and a quick cross in from the wingers, a slash fullback. So, yeah, it it was positive to see that put in place and I'm sure that'll be an effective tactic that will end itself to the team going forward. That was the Kyogo of old, wasn't it? Basically. It was, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But anything else impress you about Saturday? And I liked Aaron Moy coming in, fitted in seamlessly after his World Cup exertions, but I thought he did terrifically well. Yeah, I thought he did quite well. Obviously, he got that sort of assist, I guess, if you want to call it, for uh, Hitati's first goal. It was a sort of cam pass after the ball kind of broke just on the edge of the box and he just sort of flicked that across to him and lead to that. So, yeah, it was pretty controlled. Once again, I'm sure there will there'll be games that he'll be required to do a bit more and have to, you know, maybe exert himself a bit more. But in terms of that game at the weekend, he was pretty solid. Tony, like you say, coming off his World Cup exertions, obviously, <coughs> excuse me, he'd made a couple of appearances off the bench since he came back. But that was his first start since he was in Qatar. So, yeah, he, he, he was positive as well. I think our predicted 11s could win like that, right? And it's going to stop in the bin along with the rest of the Christmas paper. But, yes, indeed. But the, I thought the two wingers were excellent as well for the time that they spent on the park. Dyson Maida and James Forrest, they offered great with they, they offered a lot of energy as well. I thought Celtic were pretty effervescent and they looked re-energised and, he, as I say, clearly had a wee pop at them publicly, but not too much, but privately maybe said, look, that's not acceptable. I'm going to make changes, brought these guys in, said, look, you're brought in to do a job. Let's go at it with a bit of zest, a bit of vigour. And that was certainly what I saw from Celtic on Saturday. Yeah, it was a, a re-energised mm-hmm. performance, Tony, to be honest. They were really, really solid in terms of particularly the forward play and it just shows you that sort of strength for the squad. I know we always talk about positions that they could add more depth in and I, I agree with pretty much the majority of those discussions, but it, it did show that there is strong parts of the squad as well. The fact that you were able to, people may be surprised to see a bad or not playing. The fact that uh, he dropped out, Jota dropped out, you brought in Maida and Forrest and they both contributed really well. It's a good sort of selection headache for the manager to have in terms of wingers anyway. Yes, now we'll get to it, Aidan, but we won't dwell on it. VAR, like a couple of, you know, was looking to see a couple of Celtic goals, whether there was any infringements in them and the run-up to them, found nothing wrong with them and then they asked, Having the referee having watched David Turnbull's challenge on the goalkeeper, 
gave my yellow card, but rescinded it on the advice of VR. Now, at the time, I thought it was it was a legitimate attempt to go for the ball, but I've since seen it in replays and stuff, and I can understand why it's a red card now. That kind of dangerous play really wasn't it. So maybe reckless, but I felt sorry for Tumble. I think he's not that kind of player. I think he did go in with a high boot and he, he was trying to play the ball. So I wouldn't say he's a victim of rough justice, but I guess I, I, I kind of sided with the manager. I felt sorry for the player, but it is high and it is a bit reckless and it is dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is a red card. <clears throat> they are. I don't think anybody can dispute that. What was bizarre about the whole thing was the fact that Heffery gave him a yellow card first. Yes. But he couldn't see it was a clear red when probably most people could. Turnbull had made a good contribution before he came on as well. Yeah. Sorry, before he was sent off, I should say. He made some nice passes, some good touches and that. And I think I was saying to my dad during the game that he, I thought he was putting in a really positive performance and then that happens. It's it's a shame and obviously it looks like he could be missing a couple of games as well just because of the nature of the yeah. challenge. I don't think anybody's thinking that he meant it. And you could see he was going for the ball, but he, he's caught the guy sort yeah. of right in the face with, with his boots up. So it's a it's well, it's not a difficult one, I should say. It's kind of a queer red, just the way it goes sometimes. I think when you see it from a certain angle, it looks malicious, doesn't it? But it's not. I think he just got his angles all wrong in terms of where he thought the ball would be, and he's gone in high, and it looks. Just like, dodged it. He's yeah, totally. And as I say, at the time I thought it was harsh, and I wrote that because I'd only seen it once in real time, but I have since seen it from a couple of angles and a different, lots of different social media camera angles, and I'm going to say okay, but I still think that, yeah, you know, I I think it's a, it, it, I feel sorry for the player. He's not that kind of player, and he's not going to do the goalkeeper. He's going to win the ball or try and get the ball, and he's just made a hash of it, really, hasn't he? You know, and, he, and he's. And he's suffering from it because he was coming on to a game and maybe going to get that game time that had eluded him for a wee while. So I feel, and Tam Mack comes in and says Turnbull was laughing on his way off the park. Yeah, I think he was just, it was one of those, he was just kind of like, oh well, what can I do? You know, it's, uh, having had the yellow card but got rescinded and then uh, given the red. So but I think it's a two game ban, isn't it, for dangerous play? Yeah, I think it is. So at the moment, uh, we don't know if Celtic are going to sort of appeal it or anything. I don't think they will personally because of the sort of nature of it. But I think it will be the Hibs game and the Rangers game I'll miss out on. So yes. that is a both on it because even he may not have started those games, but would be a good option to come off the bench. It's one of those ones that is. It is a bit frustrating and I'm sure the manager will be frustrated. We know it wasn't quite the same intent as like flying right into the back of somebody trying to do them an injury, but it's sort of get the same the same result in terms of how much game time he's going to miss, but just hopefully need to hope the, the squad's strong enough to deal with him. Speaking of studs up, I'll flick this comment up, Aiden. He's in Beach Boys. Doesn't matter if you're the nicest guy in the world. Why do you feel sorry for him? He's let this team down for the next two games. Was stupid. He nearly took the boys' head off. Don't think the Celtic manager saw it that way, but do you? Do you agree with Beach Boys on that? Has he gone in a bit studs up there, do you think? <laughs> a bit studs up. <laughs> I think, to be fair, as a red card, I'm not going to dispute yeah. that. But I, I don't... He's saying let, let his team down. I, I think I don't think he's deliberately <clears> went <throat> to try and injure the goalkeeper. That's what I was saying. If, if he went right in at the back or something, it was sort of clear intent. You could see from miles away that he was trying to run and just go right in. Then I would probably agree with that point of view. Yeah. The Beach Boys has had there, but... I, I don't think I can quite 
You're not on board with that. <laughs> that, that specific point. Uh, well, it's frustrating not to have Turnbull for the next two games because we know he can come on. Not he's brilliant from a dead ball scenario. We can yep. hit the ball really well. So it is frustrating to not have him. But it's just one of those ones. But I don't think I would. I would quite say he's <laughs> deliberately. Well, no, not deliberately the team down. But I know that's not what each boys are saying. But I, I don't think I can quite agree with that point of view that he's got there. <laughs> you're in the minority here, Beach Boys, but like everyone else, you're entitled to that opinion. Uh, that's fair enough. We, we disagree wholeheartedly with it. Get your comments coming in, guys. We'll try and read as many of them out as possible, as much as we can. But Celtic go on to play Hibs tomorrow night, 8 o'clock kickoff, Easter Road, Aiden. Hibs, but we'll preview that in full tomorrow. But Another tricky one, let's put it that way. Yeah, it'll be won't be an easy game. Obviously, Hibs are coming off a four 0 win against Livingston. I think that's sort of been held as their best performance so far. So they'll be trying to keep that momentum going. Celtic did score six, obviously the last time I'm saying that, <laughs> but it's it was a different game then. And uh, away from home, it's always going to be a wee bit tougher. But it's an important match. They need to get a result in Tony. I'll do it about that. Indeed, indeed, to keep that momentum going and uh, hopefully establish their nine-point lead before they go to Ibrox on January the 2nd, which is looming large. Now, Aidan, like everything else, the January window is looming as well, but it looks like Celtic have concluded another piece of business to what we're reading a Japanese media outlet, Spondichi, are claiming that Tomoki Iwata is signing a loan deal until the end of the season with an option of uh, an £800,000 transfer or a million dollars, as they put it, for a, a player who's the J-League Player of the Year. He's 25 and he's a defender, stroke midfielder, but he can play a number of positions. And this is why Ann signed him for Yokohama F- Marinos, and I'll read out why he signed him. He said, Tomoki has been a player I've been watching for some time. I saw a player who was excellent in many positions. That's why I signed him. He can play at the bottom of the midfield as an anchor or as a central defender. He's very comfortable as a right-back or a right-midfielder too. What I like about him is the strength and aggression that he will bring to the team. We want to add a bit of steel to the Marinos, and Tomoki will be a big part of that. I'm excited about what he can bring to the team. Now substitute the words Celtic into that, Aiden, and two two words that strike you there, or three words if you join them all together, strength and aggression. I think the Celtic supporters all like that, wouldn't they? And a bit of steel, which they've been calling out for, for a while, but sounds like he's ticking a box that Ange thinks is missing from the Celtic team, possibly. Yeah, it must be. And the fact that somebody's previously signed, he obviously is even more sort of in-depth knowledge in terms of not just bringing somebody from the Japanese market, but an actual player that he'd worked with before and brought in. Yes. So that's uh, even more of a sort of insight to him that the manager also rates him very highly. The fact that he's just been the J-League MVP as well, it's yeah. just that he's very much coming off probably the best season of his life or one of one of the best seasons of his life anyway. So, yeah, it looks really positive in the wee sort of clips I've seen of him since Celtic have first been linked to looks like he could be a really good player to develop the team and it's, Another exciting signing, Tony, based off the two they've already brought in ahead of the January window. Kobe yeah. Ashton Johnson, this is another one that's really exciting looking. Patrick McLaughlin saying that was from two or three years ago when I made that statement. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. That's when he signed him. He said these things and he's clearly brought that because, as you say, he's the 
J-League's uh, Player of the Year, so he's clearly gone on to bigger and better things and you know, has established himself and become the player that Ange thought he would be. I think under Kevin Muscat, they've won the title, so it's uh, it's easy to see why Ange's going back in from then, isn't it? Yeah, and I think having players that have actually won league titles as well, having that coming at your squad is massive, just across a sort of, I know they play sort of January, February till the uh, November, December time rather than uh, sort of the traditional August to me, but yeah. having somebody who's came in and went just went through a league title winning campaign, not even that's happened a few years ago, he's literally just did it, that's another good quality you've done the squad, because obviously before last season we'd sort of discussed that there was a lot of players that had newly joined Celtic, with the exception of Joe Hart, guys like McGregor, I think you ran, which had just won the title with Gil so there was a lot of players uh, that maybe hadn't been through that journey before, obviously playing them ticked up the hooks last season, but getting somebody else like this in that can offer that, have that sort of experience, as well as the actual uh, playing quality is massive, I think, personally. Yeah, I mean, and as you say, if Ange has that insider knowledge of him, then it's clear that he wants to work with him again and wants to be reunited with him again, because he, he clearly knows the person that he is and clearly sees something in the uh, water that he can bring to Celtic. You know, he always says, he talks about players being good people, but he also talks about them fitting into a system. So he's clearly got his mind on Iwata fitting into a system that he plays. Exactly. And he's managed to fit Iwata into a system before that he had to develop. So yeah. he also thinks he'll be able to just uh, slot him right in or slot him right into the squad anyway. So with that, that's another positive, isn't it, really? And yeah, it's once again Andrews and, and Celtic in general using the Japanese market to their advantage, which has a pretty, had a pretty good hit rate so far, obviously. Eddie Gucci's maybe not worked out that well, and we still need to see Kobayashi, but he looks like he could be a good sign. So, yeah, it's, it's all positive from a transfer point of view at the moment, Tony. Indeed. Now, with players coming in, do we see players going out, Aidan? Do we? You know, there's lots of couple of comments coming in about Abelgard and Ida Gucci and uh, James McCarthy, players like that. Do you feel that they will be offloaded? So, uh, probably until the recent news in which Andrew said that James McCarthy was injured, and I think he'd mentioned it was a hamstring problem, yeah. which obviously can be quite serious. So, I don't think I could see him leaving in January, Tony. And I know that was maybe about a month ago, but unless there's been a sort of major recovery, just with his mm-hmm. age and that, and he was already not playing a lot, so sure. he probably wasn't at exactly the fittest either, in terms of match fitness, I should say. So, I don't think I could see him moving on. He would have been the sort of one I would have thought maybe at least would have went out on loan. In terms of Abelgard, I know it's maybe so far not worked out, but he is on loan till the end of the season, so I think he'll probably still be here till May, even if he's not going to feature that much, particularly with this, um, with Iwata coming in. Other players, I know Adiguchi, there was some uh, links about a few week, two, two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. They had a news hit on it, which they were saying that Celtic were sort of maybe keen to move him on. That's probably maybe the most likely one, I would say, out of those three that I've mentioned purely because I think as far as we know, he is fit. So that's be somebody that players, uh, the clubs would be able to sort of bring in and put them straight on the team if they were wanting. But I, I think in terms of McCarthy and Abogard, I don't think I can see them moving on just because of their sort of personal situations. McCarthy, as far as we know, is injured and Abogard, the fact you've got the loan deal till the end of the season, I think you'll probably just see that out, even if he's not going to be playing that much. And do you see any more coming in? This striker coming in, do you think we'll bring in a third striker? Or 
you see Jackamakis leaving, things like that? Uh, I don't, I've kind of been mulling over the Jackamakis thing. I know we've discussed it today mm. pretty much at this point. I don't think he's going to leave in January, personally. I, I think okay. he'll still be here. And I'm going to be even more positive and say that I think Celtic will still bring in another striker. <laughs> uh, whether or not it's going to be a Cho, a South Korean international who looked like a really, really good prospect, I know those sort of links have maybe dried up a wee bit, but whether or not it's going to be him or somebody else, I think Celtic are going to do it. Just because of how agile has been in the window so far. Sure. <clears throat> pretty much not all the players have been linked with, but a good chunk of the players they have been linked with, or if it's maybe been rumoured that Celtic are wanting to fill a specific position, it's then happened. And there's been plenty of links to strikers and all that. So I think uh, we will see another striker come in Tony by the end of January. It might not be quite as quick as these other players have been coming in, but uh, I think one will come in and I think Yakimakis will stay. So there you go. Good positivity. Definitive there from young Aiden. There, there. You heard it here first, guys. Anything like my predicted lineups, predictions, then we'll not be saying anyone else, but... And speaking of predicted lineups, even without giving too much away, we're going to have to predict an 11 for the Hibernian game. And uh, are you, uh, like me, a, a yellow jersey man? There wasn't too much wrong on Saturday. Ain't broke. Does that need fixed or would you rotate again because of the nature of the task? And it's a Hibernian, it's a, possibly a step up in class from St Johnston, who actually played okay in spells on Saturday. So I don't think there'll be a lot of rotation, but I think one of the wingers will maybe get changed, whether or not that's a bad or Jota coming in. I know we've already discussed that we thought Forrest and Maida played really well at the weekend, and I definitely agree with that, but I just think one of them will come in, just because it's away from home and to Hibs. Sure. I just think you'll need a wee bit of, you know, the, maybe the creative spark of Jota, or the sort of lethal nature of a badder. I think one or, one or two of them Will, will probably be changed, Tony. What do you think? Do you think there'll be a wee bit more rotation? Or I think so. Yes, indeed. I think there'll be a, a couple of uh, yep, uh, rotation. But like yourself, maybe the wingers. And I'm just trying to think who else possibly in my field. I don't know if Hattie will stay in situ, that kind of thing. But because Juranovic is back, isn't he? But uh, <laughs> you know me, I'm inclined to just kind of status quo type thing, you know what I mean? But that's just that's just who I am. But I think possibly the wingers might be rotated, as you say. But, uh, you know, we, we can never second-guess them, but we try. Uh, and we'll try and second-guess ourselves as well. Later on, by putting a predicted line, I'll probably put that up for you tomorrow. But there you have it. But uh, Celtic move on. Sorry, Tony. Sorry, um, just in terms of Juranovic, obviously I think they were saying he was back in sort of training for... Uh, yesterday sort of thing so uh, I was kind of wondering if the house game would be too soon but then um, if you yeah. potentially want to play him against Rangers particularly if Anthony Ralston is going to be out injured maybe it would be within his benefit to fast track him to even get him some sort of minutes in the house game whether it's Hitati slash Ralston starting and then I'm coming off the bench for like 15-20 minutes but it depends maybe if Ange isn't thinking about playing him against Rangers he might be pretty confident that Ralston is going to be back or Slotting Hitati in, so we just have to wait and see. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I'd think that if he's if he's wanting to play Juranovic against Rangers, you'd be probably wanting to get some sort of minutes against Tubbs, even if it's just a wee cameo appearance. Yeah, I mean uh, that's that, that's and that's what we try and do. We try and second guess the manager's thoughts on these things, and that that could maybe 
weigh a lot on his mind, you know, with, with Ibrooks in mind too. I know you don't like to look too far ahead, but it is looming large and it's a big one eh, for Celtic as well. But first things first, they have to take care of Hibs first and you know, be professional and clinical, as I always say. Easter Road's never a, an easy place to go, especially against the Hibs side. You will be buoyed by that 4-0 win against Livingston Aiden, so... You know, but you just have to, whatever team he puts out, just have to be clinical and professional and you'll trust them to get the job done because they've got to be a bit of a swagger back on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. And obviously for a long time, I know Hibs were up and down in the leagues as well, but Celtic had a really poor record in the league at Easter Road for a lot of years, even under Brendan Rodgers. I think there was a draw and a defeat or something like that. So last season, there was a, a win and a draw. Uh, it was also the 3-1 game. Uh, which was probably one of Celtic's best sort of first halves of the whole season last year when they were 3-0 up at, or 3-1 up at halftime, I should say. Yes. Uh, in October, November time, 2021. And then there was a bit of a disappointing 0-0 draw at Easter Road, which I hadn't you'd mentioned before, Tony, that uh, when you were speaking to Ange after that game, hmm. uh, I think it was, he wasn't very happy. So, uh, yeah, that was not not a great performance. So it's a bit of... A mixed bag with Andrew Easter Road so far, but obviously on the whole against Hibs, the results and performances have been good. We take in the League Cup final last year as well, so fingers crossed it'll be similar to the six-one game tomorrow. Tony. <laughs> no, no, day was the day I got the mate treatment, yeah, but not in a good way, yeah. uh, indeed. But hey, I, I still maintain that it wasn't a great performance that day, but we'll beg to differ on that one. Uh, me and the manager, or the manager and me, whatever you want to say, but yeah, yeah, I mean they've. They've been fairly solid against Hibs, to be fair, haven't they? As you say, the 6-1 game and even the performance in the cup final, stuff like that. And the 3-1 game was one of the most scintillating performances that first half. That was three going on seven or eight, wasn't it? They spawned a lot of chances in that game too, but they, they certainly were all... I think Tom Logic had, I think, 30-odd minutes, didn't he? And then had to go off uh, injured. But Celtic... Uh, Swayed through them very easily, so I think the manager would take something similar. He's had a lot of joy against Hibs, hasn't he? The nil-nil game apart, and uh, and a similar performance to Saturday, and I think would would be enough for Celtic because they they cut through St Johnston very easily and created a lot of chances, and and still still scored four, still missed a few chances as well. But yeah, I thought they were, as I say, I, I thought they they were re-energized, did a wee bit of. You know, zest back, and they all seem to kind of want to be involved. Having had maybe privately uh, put up the backside from Ange. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair way to put it, Tony. Uh, obviously, it it was a pretty dominant performance at the weekend, and you could see plenty of positives. So, fingers crossed that they just sort of take that sort of same energy into this game against Hibs and against Rangers and beyond, because with mentioned a few times recently how sort of this I think I wrote an article on it as well and how this sort of festive run could be really season defining in the long run despite Celtic obviously already being nine points clear it, it mm-hmm. could be really decisive by the end of the year so yeah it was important that they get the job done no doubt about that. I think it's imperative that they go to Ibrooks with that nine point lead intact Aiden you know so and just and then uh, take it from there and then see what Ibrooks brings. But if they can do that, I think they'll go to govern really confident that they can get a result as well against Rangers. Uh, and because uh, I just feel that there's, you know, that 
They got the feel good factor back on Saturday. That was, I think that was all it would take to shake them out of kind of World Cup break uh, lethargy. And I think they got that back on on Saturday. You know, so I'm I'm looking forward to what they'll bring to the table tomorrow night against Hibs. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I'm the same. And if they get another really positive performance, ideally, hopefully, a wee clean sheet thrown in there as well. It's not been many of them this season, but uh, one one of them would be nice as well. Then that'll put set them up perfectly for the derby. But yeah, you are right, Tony. We shouldn't get too far ahead in terms of the Rangers game. Just you know, I'd imagine it is in the players' minds to an extent. But Sean's always about the clean sheets, isn't he? I think it's just an important factor to have. Uh, yeah. And Sean is he's 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 quite big on it. I, just purely because it, if you're keeping the ball at the back of the net and then if you score one, that's enough to win the game, basically. So that's yeah. always going to be my very basic analogy there and logic for like keeping clean sheets are important, Tony. But I agree with you to the extent that the goals that conceded against Livingston and St Johnston oh, were sloppy and poor in the extreme, weren't they? Yeah, they were pretty poor. I mean, we've obviously covered the Levy one in detail. But they the one at the weekend. I mean, I know Joe Hart gets two decent enough saves. If you are obviously the, the criticism would be that the guy gets in behind. I suppose the guy Stevie May, I should say, gets in behind in the first place to sort of have those attempts. Uh, before I would say anything about Joe Hart, that was kind of poorly defended. I think it was some tail uh, on Taylor's side. The ball was kind of just flipped in, and he was just in, and that was that. Probably the centre half would be pushed slightly too far forward as well. Then Joe Hart makes two decent enough saves at yeah. the time I've seen it. But he does kind of also palm the ball right back in. He's particularly the second one, the path for the St. Johnson forward. But look, yeah. he, he was kind of put at a wee bit of a disadvantage there, Joe Hart, before you know it, Stevie May's one-on-one. And that other guy's almost kind of one-on-one with him just because of the sort of defensive line. So I don't want to be too critical, but... I think that second one, when you see it back, Tony, I'm sure you've seen it plenty of times yourself now, he, he does kind of just palm it right into the guy's Yeah, path. I, I did think he was kind of unlucky, but he maybe he could have palmed it away from danger as opposed to straight back to, I think it was Drew Wright that put it in the, the net at the end yeah, of the yeah. game. But it was uh, that and the red card were the only downsides on a basically pretty dominant performance from, from Celtic. They'll accept the same tomorrow night, Aidan. All roads lead to the capital and Celtic, well, Hibs take on Celtic at Easter Road. We'll be back tomorrow to preview it uh, in full. Predicted lineups, score lines, we'll give you that tomorrow. But yes, Aidan, that was the uh, first day back. It's always after a break, you're always kind of, all right, right, let's go. But good to be back talking about Celtic. Hope everybody's still in the festive mood. Some of us are back working, sadly, but. Whatever you're up to today, enjoy it. Have a terrific Tuesday. Me and Aiden will chip away at the cold face, Aiden. Isn't that right? Of course, Tony. Or something like that, he says laughing. But uh, yes, have a good day, guys. Aiden, thanks for your contribution. Guys, Cheers. thanks for your comments. Really appreciate it. And just obviously direct you to the bottom of the screen. A few days left now. Limited time. It's... Time's running out, but you can grab a deal. The Merry Christmas deal, the festive deal. You know what I'm going to say. Subscribe to the Celtic Way, supporting top quality journalism. We've got two deals for you. Two deals currently running. You can pay a pound and enjoy two months of full access to everything that's written on the, the website. Aidan told you all the wonderful stuff that can appears on the website on a daily basis. Or you can have 25% off the yearly rate, which takes it to 
26 quid, all for the click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. So grab one of those offers if you haven't already. To those that have grabbed the offer, thank you very much. Subscriptions, we love the community we've built on the channel here. It's tremendous. And uh, we shall see you tomorrow, guys. As always, tennis, round about tennis, Aiden, isn't it? Which I, 10 o'clock, something like that. It's like the tennis. <laughs> give or take technical hitches and uh, 15 minutes here and there. But yeah, we're always here in the morning. You know that. So join us tomorrow and we'll previous Hibs versus Celtic. Aiden, thanks very much. Cheers, Cheers guys. Take Cheers. All the best day. Have a good day.